0: actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Bust Podcast, episode three hundred and seventy. I'm your host, Emily Aries, the founder and CEO of Bossed Up, and today we are talking about what to do when you are feeling disengaged at work. I, for one, like so many, am feeling a bit tired and feeling a bit tired of feeling tired. I just feel like 2021 has really put a lot of us through the ringer. Everyone seems to be so burnt out. I was just on the pod with Irene a few weeks ago talking all about the importance of employee well-being and... Cultivating a sense of sustainability as we strive for success. But all of that is easier said than done. You know, we know that Gallup has found the U.S. workforce in particular has continued to experience disengagement. In Q1 this year, um, Gallup surveyed 14,705 U.S. employees, both full time and part time. Um, And they measured engagement as on the decline in the United States. Now, first and foremost, we should clarify what we're talking about when we talk about engagement. Employee engagement is all the rage these days, but what does that actually mean? Well, here's what Gallup says, quote, the survey measures several workplace elements, including employees' level of agreement about clarity of expectations opportunities for development, and their opinions counting at work. In short, engaged employees are involved in and enthusiastic about their work and workplace. Actively disengaged employees are disgruntled and disloyal because most of their workplace needs are unmet, end quote. So a lot of engagement surveys are really trying to pinpoint Are people pulling in the same direction? Are people feeling fulfilled at work? Are people feeling like their work matters, like they're clear on their contributions and their piece of the overall puzzle? And when the answer to those questions is all no, it's no wonder you're stealing those post-it notes on your way home, right? And you're, You're wasting the staples in the office break room because you don't care. It becomes harder to care if you feel like the work you're doing doesn't matter, Or like no matter how hard you work, it's not going to make a difference in your career or in your team's overall objectives. So if that sounds like you, the question becomes what do I do about that? Like what can I as an individual do to take charge of my trajectory and to take responsibility, quite frankly, for my own well-being? You know, what does it look like to become re-engaged at work or do something about the fact that you're feeling disengaged. So if you have gone from feeling like engaged and excited about and fired up about your work to now feeling strongly less so or feeling frustrated and burnt out, you know, then this is something that requires your attention and action. And to be clear – That's different than feeling depressed or chronically anxious. So if you're struggling with things like anxiety disorders or ADHD or depression, that is characterized as much more significant than just what's happening at work. So the first challenge you face is to really ask yourself, what is it that has changed for me? Do I feel disgruntled and disengaged ever since my role got reshuffled in the giant reorg that we just went through? Or do I feel like my mood has, on the whole, shifted no matter whether it's personally or professionally, things feel really off for me, which might warrant a conversation with your therapist or your doctor, which, for full disclosure, (laughs) I actually just had a, um, a conversation with my therapist last week about my mood being all over the place. And I think a lot of it has to do with weaning and my hormones and maybe even a little bit of lingering symptoms from postpartum depression. So it's important, I think, when we're talking about burnout or whenever we're talking about workplace disengagement, not to confuse those kinds of issues with more serious Uh, psychological disorders that warrant medical intervention. So just to be completely clear, if you're feeling depressed, talk to someone about it, Um, not just your boss, right? If you're feeling like you might need some support in the form of a, a therapist or a doctor, make putting that oxygen mask on a priority for yourself and you do not need to navigate that alone. But all that being said, If what you're actually dealing with is disengagement from the work at hand, the work you used to feel really excited about or you used to be much more focused on and interested in has no longer felt the same amount of passion or you've never felt this uninterested in the work at hand, then what you might be navigating is something like burnout or disengagement and just feeling less connected to the work that you're doing every day. So if that's the case, here's what I would recommend doing about it to first and foremost, take some charge, take responsibility and take charge of turning this around because you have more power than you think. You are not simply on the receiving end of the status quo. You can shape your reality. So how do we do that if we're feeling disengaged? First and foremost, check if you just need some time off. (laughs) When's the last time you took a day off? I asked Brad, the dad, that recently because he's sort of notorious for um, working very hard. I do love his work ethic, and that's, you know, part of the reason I think he's so great. But I asked him, like, how many PTO days have you even taken this year? You know, we're rounding the corner on Q3, y'all. If you haven't used up more than half of your PTO and you're not saving it for some super special extravaganza in Q4, check yourself. Do you just need a day off? Do you need a full week off? I think the sign of a great vacation is actually starting to think fondly of the work at hand that you want to return to, feeling excited like you're coming back to work with a full cup to pour from. So it's possible that what you're navigating simply requires pumping the brakes. So if you have made it this far in the calendar year and have not taken sufficient time off, remember PTO is there for a reason, and I wish I could say that every worker in the United States, of course, has paid time off, but we don't live in that world. So if you are fortunate enough to be among the workers who do have paid time off or who have flexibility to take time off, even if it is unpaid, make that a priority because we are not designed to work all the time okay, work is important. I love my work. I care about my work, but there is so much more to me than my work. And there's so much more to you than your work alone. So make taking time off a priority. It can solve sometimes more than you think it can. (laughs) And to be clear, taking time off doesn't mean having some expensive, adventurous getaway. I think a day at home or a staycation is highly underrated. And so look at your calendar, maybe all you really need is to take a day, whether it's a mental health day, a paid time off day, or just an unpaid day that is worth it because you need that to recover and rest, make that a priority. The second thing I recommend is naming the feeling to tame the feeling. Sometimes I think it's really difficult to make any progress on feelings of disengagement or burnout unless you actually know what it is that you're feeling. And when there's a lot happening in life, and frankly, life is complicated, (laughs) it can be difficult to pinpoint exactly where it is that you feel stress or anxiety or a lack of clarity or uncertainty. What is it that's bogging you down? Now, that can be really helpful to talk through with a trusted professional, like a therapist or a coach, or a friend, you know, someone who you can trust as an ally to listen to you and hear you out, and probe and ask questions like, "Well, what do you mean by that? And where exactly do you feel that that's showing up in your life?" So, ask yourself, okay, what parts of my career and what parts of my job right now are leaving me feeling frustrated? Are leaving me feeling like the work I do doesn't matter? Are leaving me feeling like nobody cares what I have to contribute at work. Where is that showing up for you? What actions, what meetings, what people are leaving you feeling that way? When you audit your workplace and your work role for those areas that are just not lighting you up and feeling like they're weighing you down, you can better identify if the solution is to get more work on your plate or take work off your plate because i have seen disengagement show up in two very polar opposite forms among women in the bossed up community right for a lot of women i know if you are feeling underutilized and bored and like you're just sitting on the bench one of my friends Um, Partners was hired for an aerospace engineering role he was really excited about, only to sit on the bench throughout about, I don't know, six to 12 months of bureaucracy when there was a ton of red tape um, being navigated just to get his role actually started. I mean, he literally was doing nothing at work. Uh, or at least felt like he was doing nothing, and they didn't know what to do with him. And guess what? He left. He found a new job where he could actually contribute. Because let me tell you, even when the pay is good, if what you're doing pretty much amounts to nothing at the end of the day – You can get really disengaged and jaded very quickly. It sounds counterintuitive because you're like, oh, just take the money and run and find yourself a hobby. (laughs) Just spend some time, you know, doing during the day. But it doesn't always work that way. If you feel like you're being paid but not contributing in any meaningful way, that can get old really fast. Now, if you're on the other side of the spectrum here, You're probably laughing to yourself saying, yeah, give me that option. I would happily take that over what I'm dealing with, which is overwork. You know, do you have way too much on your plate? Do you have multiple stakeholders who you're constantly trying to keep happy only to disappoint everyone all the time? Do you feel like you're being not great because you're rushing from thing to thing, so nothing is getting your full attention, so you're basically half-assing every element of your job right now, that is a sign of overwork. That's a sign of being stretched too thin, which actually really also means that you care deeply about the quality of your work. And so if you're being set up to do so many things that you can't do any one of those things well, that's going to conflict with your values which is to do those things well right i want to contribute not just to a great extent but i want to contribute quality not just quantity when it comes to my work and so that's a sign that has to be reprioritized right you have to reshuffle what is on your plate because it is impossible to carry that load continuously without completely burning out and honestly Any manager out there who is worth two cents is going to say, it is in my interest as your manager to make sure that we don't overburden you so much that you feel like you need to quit in order to achieve any semblance of work-life balance. Like If you care so much about the quality of your work that having too much to do reduces that quality and really becomes unsustainable for you, that that bothers you, then I am interested in finding a path forward that is more sustainable. If you don't hear that from your manager, then you should leave, (laughs) quite frankly. Which brings me to my third point, which is you have to be able to talk about this stuff. So many of us refuse to, to utter the words, I'm feeling disengaged or I'm feeling burnt out, because we feel like it's a personal failure and some dirty little secret that we have to hide from our colleagues, our loved ones, or our manager. Now, I'm not saying it's safe in every workplace to speak freely all the time. That kind of psychological safety is earned uh, you know, through trust building and through a manager who makes it actually okay for you to mess up sometimes or just not be at 110% all the time and not feel like your job is in jeopardy when that's the case. But whether it's your boss or a trusted ally at work or even a loved one at home, You're a social creature. We're all social creatures. We have to be willing and able to talk this stuff through with someone who can help us see the options before us because so often when you're burnt out, you're so tired that you can't even think about how things could get better or you're so disengaged that you're feeling really cynical. I mean, that's a byproduct of burnout is cynicism and detachment and you start to feel hopeless about things. So it can be really, really powerful if you phone a friend in that moment whether it's your boss or someone else and say look i'm really struggling to feel engaged at this moment ever since my role shifted to focus on sales instead of marketing i'm just feeling really detached from the work that we do that fills me up you know the the work i think matters most at our organization so talking out with someone else who can share their perspective and perhaps even share opportunities to make change happen is a really powerful way to unlock progress in those moments that can be really hard to come by on your own. I'm always surprised when I'm coaching our level-up leaders in our leadership accelerator. Honestly, as a coach, my job is just to ask probing questions. And I'm amazed at how fast these folks find their way to solutions or at least clarify what they need to do to feel more engaged at work or to get the answers that they need to get to feel more engaged at work through open-ended question asking. So whether you work with a coach or a therapist or talk it out with a friend, just know that you don't need to solve a lack of engagement on your own. This is not one of those times when you need to just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. This is a time to reach out early and often. And and frankly, part of that can be focused on helping you reconnect to the organization's bigger picture. So often, I think disengagement at work has to do with getting bogged down in the details instead of the reason you joined this organization to begin with. We're lucky here at Bostat because the work we do feels very impactful because we're helping women and and folks who are on the sidelines really in so many ways advocate for themselves. But I'll tell you what, even our work can become monotonous at times, right? Recording podcasts on the regular, editing show notes, being really detail-oriented around keeping track of leads in Salesforce or auditing our curriculum for its like accuracy and being up to date, that stuff can get us bogged down in the details at times too. So even if you're lucky enough to have a social mission that you care about behind the work you do every day, it can feel like you get detached from that mission pretty easily. So ask yourself, why did I say yes to this opportunity to begin with? What called me to this work? And if the answer was, a paycheck. I understand why you might be disengaged because <laughs> money can only make you happy for so long, or the promise of a promotion can only keep you, you know, hanging on for so long. Whatever whatever got you into this organization, reconnect with that bigger picture. Maybe that means catching up with direct clients you've served in the past, seeing the impact of your work, reconnecting with your colleagues and the overall organizational mission. Even in a remote first workplace, I have seen so much engagement stem from in-person retreats, staff conferences, or just meetups. So, If you need to find a way to re-engage with your colleagues, your clients, your constituents, whoever it is that you serve through your work, do that. Because statistics and numbers and metrics and KPIs will only keep us going for so long. I think we all need to know the story behind the importance of the work that we do to feel like it really matters. And if it doesn't matter to you, admit that. If the work you're doing truly at its core does not make difference in the world that you want to be a part of that's an okay thing to admit it just means you might need to do something to change that because not all of us derive a sense of purpose from the same thing that happens to yield a paycheck but having a sense of purpose is not optional so if it's not happening at your nine to five that's okay make sure it's happening somewhere in your civic life in your parenting life in your family life whatever that might look like in your neighborhood life in your personal life in your artistic life like we all need to derive a sense of purpose and and hopefully a, a you know fuel our passion in some capacity but there's no reason to put so much pressure on our hobbies that they have to yield a paycheck and be a profit generating endeavor that's just too high a bar so in conclusion one of the themes that I always come back to with all the women I work with here at Bossed Up, is to clarify your theory of change. So a theory of change is a term that comes from movement-building work. This is way back with my um, start in my career as an organizer and a campaigner. We talked a lot about theory of change. Because when you're running a campaign, you're essentially pursuing change in some capacity. I believe if I help elect this person, this outcome will happen. We'll have more reform when it comes to political fundraising. I believe if we pass gun reform, we will have fewer lives lost in school shootings. Or I believe that if we, um, you know, help women with leadership development, we will see more women in leadership positions across male-dominated industries. Every one of us, whether we're aware of it or not, in our work, we have some sort of theory of change. So if your theory is, you know, if I stick it out here, I think I'm on the trajectory to get a promotion, and that's going to yield a ton of engagement for me and a ton of excitement and an opportunity here that I'm really fired up about. So I would ask you, if that's your theory, to know that you're heading in the right direction at this current workplace because you've been promised a promotion, what evidence do you need to see to know that you are actually indeed Making progress on that theory because right now it's just a theory. I think if I stick it out here, I'll get a promotion by the end of the year. What do you need to see change? What evidence do you need to be able to point to to believe in the validity of that theory? And let me tell you, it might not be a promotion. You might be able to say, Well, I have my review coming up and I want to gain clarity by asking my manager where they see me in the future at this organization. And maybe their answer can help kind of bolster your theory in that moment. If your theory of change is not a theory you can believe in anymore, right? If you meet with your manager for your quarterly review and it does not go well and you no longer think you're on the trajectory for that promotion you hoped for, then the only sane and logical choice you have is to pursue that kind of change elsewhere. So you might have a competing theory, which is, I've been working for 10 years in my field now, and I am eagerly awaiting a leadership opportunity that's been promised to me. If I don't find that leadership opportunity here, my next best theory is that I can find it in the job market right now. So ask yourself, okay, why am I here? What is the theory underlying staying or going or pursuing this elsewhere? And what evidence do I need to see to know that I'm on track, that I'm headed in the right direction? It's almost like creating benchmarks for yourself that you're pursuing the kind of change in your career, in your lifetime, in your precious time on this planet that you are actually pursuing the kind of change you want to be a part of. So I really encourage all of us to be clear on what that theory of change is in our lives, in our careers, in our workplaces, and what we need to see to know that we're on track. For a full transcript and lots more links to resources mentioned in today's episode, you can head to bossedup.org slash episode 370. That's bossedup.org slash episode 370. And now I want to hear what you thought of today's episode. Head to the Boss Courage community by clicking on the link in today's show notes where we keep the conversation going after every episode. What are you feeling when it comes to engagement or a lack of engagement at work? How are you getting your head back in the game? How are you reigniting your passion for the work you do each day? Or is it time for you to move on? I'd love to hear your experience right now because I feel like everyone is having a sort of general malaise and disengagement feels really contagious right now. So I don't know. I, I would love to hear your take on this and how that's resonating with you and whether you feel like it's just the world we live in right now or if there's something we can as individuals do to re-engage ourselves and reinvigorate our passion for our work and our, our lives right now so join me in the courage community to weigh in with your experience and your thoughts i'd love to hear from you and until next time let's keep boston in pursuit of our purpose and together let's lift as we climb